Francis, in Europe, many countries are freaked out by the dominance of American brands. Why is this so? Well, after the war, large companies like Coca-Cola uh, came into Europe and just tore up the place, uh, tore up a few places around the world with their products. Also, the American military might allowed Americans to project enormous capacity in things like aerospace. So uh, American airliners, for example, dominated a lot of that built up on American expertise, creating long-distance bombers like the B-52. And you had an American dominance in a lot of commercial goods, uh, consumer goods, uh, especially appliances, because the American standard of living had raced ahead of Europe. And so you had tons of uh, appliances from companies like GE that dominated the globe. You also had American computers developed rapidly, and that was based on the enormous amount of money put into the highly secret code breaking and code creation work done during the war. So at the end of the war, the United States had across many industries this huge lead, and the Europeans just didn't. Their organization of their countries was chaotic, uh, still is, as it doesn't take too much of a glance at the media to discover. And they were just getting um, torn up by this monster powerhouse across the Atlantic. And the other thing that happened in Europe at that time was that um, a lot of the countries became socialist and nationalized industries because they truly believed that they had to protect their industries from uh, what they perceived as the ravages of capitalism and keep those industries safe from foreign interference, foreign buying, and so on. In around the 1960s, that mood turned to something a little bit different, which is the idea that the Europeans should create national champions or uh, they should create companies so big and so dominant that they would be able to uh, uh, beat out Americans in world markets. And a great example of this uh, that everyone in our audience will know, recognize right away is Airbus. Airbus was a creation of four governments, five governments actually, the British, the French, the Spanish, the Italians, and the Germans, to create a company that would beat Boeing in aerospace and make uh, become dominant in flying passengers around the world. This concept of creating national champions was interesting, except that it was run by governments. And so, in like governments everywhere, they were really looking backwards, back in the past, back in history. And they were looking at things like aerospace when they probably should have been looking forward to things like Apple and Google and Facebook, and they didn't do that. Uh, the result is today that you have a sludge of national champion type companies and the Europeans wishing they could create even more uh, in industries that are interesting, I suppose, but they're not, um, they're not the leading edge of IT, let's say. Uh, and, I mean, you do have a few, uh, a few exceptions like Spotify, but by and large, the Europeans' only answer to things like Apple, Google, Facebook, and others is to try and break them up, uh, try and seize upon the idea that they're monopolies and crush them and, and, and force them to break up. So uh, you then look at another question, which is, okay, this is great, that's their strategy, but is the core of any of these companies actually salvageable? Do they operate on principles that give them a future? So, of course, what we did was apply the future creator model to a lot of these companies. 
and just see, okay, Europeans want to turn such and such a company into a national champion. Uh, but what are its operating basics? Can it survive? Does it have future creator potential? And you can go on to our site, future-creators.com, and enter the data of any of these companies as you wish uh, on our management grade uh, calculator, which is right on the homepage. It doesn't cost you anything. You can just enter it. All these governments can do that, too. And you'll find F grades everywhere. These companies don't have the potential to scale profitably. And based on what we can see from their operations, they never will. So you have a lot of European yakety-yak about creating national champions, or I should say European champions now, because they tend to think of themselves as, uh, they like to think of themselves as European instead of, say, French or German. It's not working very well. And you, what you find is that, no, the, these companies don't have the ability to become future creators. And this is a huge waste of taxpayer money. Um, you know, taxpayers have to be thinking about the policies of their governments in the same way we do, which is apply the future creators model, see what you get. And if it doesn't look good, you don't do it. And that's the simple story right there. With these uh, taxpayer sinkholes, uh, what are some of the metrics on the management grade calculator that can help determine that these results are ugly of these companies? Oh, the, the, the big two are days of sales and inventory and days of sales and receivables. Um, you look at those two data points and you apply them. Airbus is my favorite example. Apply them to Airbus and that company is terminal. Uh, there is no way it can survive any real shift in its markets or any real growth trajectory uh, with data like that. One of the reasons why the A380 is such a flop and has cost them so many tens of billions at Airbus is because their, their inventory and receivables data were so bad that it told everyone that they were not getting customer information in enough volume or enough quality to prevent them from building the A380. Had their inventory and receivable days been an awful lot shorter, they would have had an information system, an ERP at the very least, an IT system that would have told them much more data about their customers and their markets. And this would have allowed them to uh, avoid this staggeringly expensive mistake at the cost at the expense of uh, European taxpayers. Check your management grade at futurecreators.com. Become a subscriber and get access to some great video content to explore more on these breathtaking topics. Thanks, Francis. Thanks, Robert. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.